Welcome to Death to F-Boys. I'm your host, Darling Kiara, a womanist, storyteller, educator, and your resident F-Boy slayer. My guests and I are here to address and combat systemic oppression against women and to dissect toxic love practices so that we can take our healing into our own hands and live fuller lives. Take this journey with me. Death to Fuckboys is filmed weekly on Facebook Live. Welcome to Episode 2, Recovering Fuckboys, Council Culture, and Accountability with Leon Dinas Sykes and Sid Howard. They are both culture keepers, fathers, and sons of their local community in Oakland, California. Because today we're talking about can fuckboys recover? Is recovery a thing for fuckboys? And I think it is. We're also talking about council culture today and taking accountability. I've been a fuck girl in my past, you know, recovering fuck girl here. But personally, I don't think fuck girls exist without fuck boys. At least for my life, me becoming a fuck girl was a response to the men in my life that were fuck boys to me. From like my stepfather to like the men I dated on down. So yeah, my boo, Cardi B, won a Grammy. Ella Mai won a Grammy. Um, her won two Grammys. Shout out to Valley Ho. Um, but a lot of people were like irritated about Offset like being in her pictures, being on stage with her. And I ain't gonna lie, he irritated me too because he, to you know, to me, Cardi, me and Cardi B are like real friends in real life, and she like my ratchet, you know, smart friend, like my ratchet scholar partner. And I'm from Oakland, so I know I got a lot of, like, ratchet scholar partners, you know. There go, there's Leon, you know, there's Rashid, President Davis. Those are all, like, my ratchet scholar partners. Like, hella smart, you know, from, you know, an urban city, but fuck with it. And that's why I fuck with Cardi B. I fuck with her glow up. What's up, Danae? What's up, Brianna? What's up, Sid? Okay, you ready? Um, yeah, so I just want to say that I don't know if Offset is a recovering fuckboy. I think, that's your bestie too? Okay, we, we're mutual besties with her. Because I used to be jealous when my besties had other besties. But I didn't glowed up since, and I'll share. Yeah, I feel like she my bestie. Her dude keep fucking up. She keep telling me about it. She keeps saying she gonna leave his ass, and then she get back with him. That's what I feel like. So... When she want to be good with him, I still be like staring at him with a side eye. Like, I guess if that's who you want to choose, you know, but I want to respect, you know, her boundaries. I want to respect her choices. And I can't say he's a recovering fuckboy. I don't know if he's just happy to have his trophy back, if he's really happy to have his woman back, if he really loves her. I feel like it's a combination of like, some kind of like toxic hood love and like some real authentic love that's kind of rolled in together. And you know, niggas don't be going to therapy. Niggas don't be going to self-help retreats and whatnot. I mean, we're in a culture where we're starting to. I um, want to talk a little bit about that with Leon today. But they rich and they famous, but I don't think they're doing that, you know. And she generally seemed like she wanted him there with her. And that's what a couple of other people wrote about is that she wanted him there. So she wanted him there. I want him there. Fuck it. I remember I finally started to like one of my partner's boyfriends at the time. And she was mad I started to like him. Like, look, I'm not about to be keep fluctuating my emotions, okay? Either he in or he out. 
You know, you're in or you're out. So I just want to say that, you know, maybe there's hope for Offset. Maybe he just going to keep fucking up, you know? But maybe there's hope. And in terms of me being a fuckboy slayer, I just want to say that I believe there's recidivism. Am I saying it right, y'all? <laughs> Am I saying it right? I'm kind of smart, but I don't always be saying the big words right. Me and my husband, have we've been together for 12 years total, married for 10 years. And we be beefing. We've beefed. We've turkeyed. We've done it all. And what I can say is that he want to see me win, you know? My my graphics, you know, my little videos that I, you know, be popping up with, have the stuff I make, the other stuff, the other stuff he did for me. So I felt like there was some love in that. Okay, so... I'm going to bring uh, Leon on. Before I bring him on, can I just say that this man vowed to not talk shit about black people for the whole month of February? That's commendable. That's commendable. Dinaz is signing on. I see his bubble. One, two, one, two. Check, check. Yo, can you hear me now? Thank you for having me on here. Thank you for, for you know, requesting. I feel special. Yeah, I've been, um, and- I've been paying attention. That's what's up. And I feel like this is a this is a special topic because I feel like women want to hear a man's point of view around the topic and want to see a man admit, you know, the areas in his life where maybe he wasn't on point with women and, you know, what that process is like. Yeah. Well, um, I've been telling myself since you uh, agreed to allow me to come on that um, I was going to be the most transparent I've ever been. Ooh, you know? this is an exclusive. Yeah. Gene no, but I mean, exclusive. Like when you talk about like the, the recovering fuckboy and things like that, like um, I was hella trash growing up, you know what I'm saying? So um, in retrospect and, and being, you know, almost 34 years old and having a son, you know, yeah. um, there's been a lot that I've had to uh, unpack and also confront and yeah. um, and also really be honest about you know I could say it started when I was working with youth but it really didn't it really 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 didn't hit till March 25th 16 when I found out I was having a boy you know what I'm saying and oh that changed things for you I mean it put things it put things in perspective because at first I was like oh hell yeah I'm not having a daughter but then I was like oh shit I'm having a son so right. that means like my son can't be on the shit that I used to be on. Like, to be honest, like when in my younger years, because I was insecure myself, I only wanted to fuck with girls that had daddy issues. I only fucked with ah. girls that, that was fucked up. Like they had to be mentally fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh God, so, cause that made it easy for you. Is that why? What, what, hello? Hell, it was like dealing with wet tissue paper. You know what I'm saying? Like it was- Just fall apart. It, and so it was- Mold it um, how you want it. It was, I mean, you gotta understand. So one of my favorite songs to this day, one of my favorite verses is DJ Quicks, Put It On Me with Dr. Dre. And there's a verse where he's talking about pimping a girl and he's like, all for what? Because I promised her my name, gave her the game and still ain't fucked. And like mm. hearing that shit, like I was like 16 and that was the yeah. hardest shit that I've ever heard. You know what, what, what changed it? What, what made the, the change first was 2000, 2009-ish? That's when the, um, the Richmond rape case came. Where the young lady was gang raped, and at the time I was mm. working at Youth Radio, Boss of Me, which was dealing with um, 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 teen dating violence prevention awareness. 
and like fetch is that the one is that the one that like disappeared after prom yes 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 yeah yeah okay so i'm dealing with and so like it was like all these things coming up and i'm like wait a second they did this they did that and they still trying to like make her look bad yeah and so it made me start realizing um some of the things i was saying and some of the things i was doing and also the youth that i was working with in order for me to really be a protector and to be an educator there were some things i had to unlearn right and yeah. then then going working at other high schools and you know all these things like i used to joke online i used to say some foul shit. and even though it was never said about black women explicitly i know by myself i deal with black women so the yeah, jokes so i was making right and again working at a high school i had a student that came to my class she was crying and she was like i'm hella ugly i'm black i'm this i'm that and that like just like really just breaking down and that was 2013. i was like oh shit. I play mm. a factor into this by things that I say. So like all yeah. these things, like this recovering, this recovering shit, especially for my son, like he can't be on that shit. Like I refuse yeah. to let him, I refuse to let him be on anything that I allowed myself to be on. Cause it wasn't my parents. If my mama ever heard me acting the way I was acting or anything like that, she would whoop my ass. Same with my pops. So what but about your dad? My dad, same way. I mean, my dad, my dad kept me out of jail by telling me as a kid, you won't do anything that's gonna keep you away from women involuntarily for more than eight hours. Like you're not gonna do anything mm. that you like. If you love women, that's what you're gonna do. And also, everything that was in life revolved around Mike Tyson. Would you fight Mike Tyson? Or if Mike Tyson did your homework, would you not do your homework in front of Mike Tyson? So like all those things like from my dad and he's always just been like my biggest support about business wise. I wouldn't say we necessarily had like relationship conversations or anything like that. Okay. It, wasn't until, it wasn't until I had my son that I was able to actually talk to him about those things. And I never talked to my mom about those things. The streets is what I listen to. My partners is what I listen to. So that, that would be my question. So you had your parents that was supportive, but didn't necessarily have those kind of conversations with right. you. And the voices and the narrative from the streets took over and so when you're thinking about raising your black son now, uh -huh. would you say the difference is, is that you're going to have those conversations with directly because you're going to have to compete with the voices in the world and music yeah. and everything? Yeah, I mean, I think also because uh, we came from a different time. You know what I mean? Um, my parents taught my parents. I mean, I pretty much had my son around the same time. My parents had him. My parents had me at like 34. I had my son at 31, I think. Yeah. yeah, 31. And so, um, but I've been doing a lot more stuff dealing with the day to day youth and things like that, as, a, as opposed to my parents were just in the workforce. So a lot of things okay. like went over their head. So yeah, like, I'm definitely gonna have my ear to the streets. I'm definitely gonna have my ear to what he's doing. Because again, like, <clears throat> parents and a lot, of, I always see people talk online about what about the parents? What about the parents? Parents work. And when that, that time is. that they go to school, that, that time you go to school, that time you leave that house. That's them, eight hours. Of it's other 10 hours, depending on what you're doing. Right. Depending on how far you live and everything, that's 10 hours. So yeah. like those, those 10 hours, the parents ain't got no, no direct, no direct things. What I didn't steal. I tried to steal, but then my daddy popped in my head like, nigga, you want to go to jail? Nah, yeah. I don't. But like when it came to like dealing with women and dealing with this and dealing with that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't 
I wasn't taking advantage of them. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't getting them drinking and shit like that. But I wasn't factoring in that that while I wasn't doing that, I was still doing hella fucked up shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, I might call, I might not call you a bitch to your face, but the things that I do still have a negative repercussion and a negative uh, a negative experience behind it. It's like I'm not calling you a bitch, but I'm treating you like a bitch. What? I'm treating yeah. you worse than that, and. And I'm learning now, you know, that uh, I've, I've been following hella feminists online, but womanists online for some years. Womanists, yep. Hello. Um, and I just, like, I, I've seen a lot of different things that they've said that's made me mold um, and change a lot, a lot of things I say. I'm not perfect, you know what I'm saying? I still talk about certain things when I'm not online, I'm not around people, and I'm not around the camera, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to lie and say, like, oh, nigga, I'm the fucking most amazing person ever i'm not like i'm still i'm i still have certain things about me that aren't the greatest but i'm actively working every day like to be an ally you really have to you gotta you gotta uphold that shit yeah. you gotta believe you have to believe everything that you're saying so i'm just listening to you talk about sorry I'm you're like about. you're like <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's good you're talking about oh 2008 this moment brought it home for me and then yeah. you know 2013 and then the birth of my son and yeah. you were talking about we were talking offline about like this cancel culture yeah. and how recovery and healing because oh, when yeah. you think about when you think about black men specifically because yeah. that's all i know about i don't know about the, these other men when yeah. you think about black men specifically being brainwashed to and brought up in this culture uh -huh. um, and how long it takes anybody to recover and heal and unlearn negative behaviors, that's a long-ass time. Yeah. I, um, I, people have asked me why haven't I run for, like, some type of office. I've sent at least two, maybe three unsolicited dick pics before. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I've, I've said some really creepy things, like, you know, um, seeing, like, the Aziz Ansari, the Louis C.K., and seeing like different people that um, might not have actually acted, but the things they've said or even their actions, um, mm -hmm. I've, I've done that, you know, and for me, that- You don't want to come back to haunt you from 2010? Like, Dina has sent me a dick <laughs> Like, on, seriously, I've, I've, I've sent some unsolicited, you know, and, yeah. um, and I've apologized to those people and everything like that, but it's like, you know, I, it's, it's something that, uh, that definitely has been, it's been on my mind because it's a part of it's a part of who I who I have been and still who I am, you know. Yeah. Because even though you might have changed, that's still is a part of your of, of what your future is. It's Sankofa. In order for yeah. you to have a future, you got to have a past. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, you know that's that's been a big thing. Is that you know I you know I've gotten hella drunk out and about and said some overly flirtatious things, or I might have yeah. said something that was disrespectful. You know, so it's I've been fortunate that people have given me the respect to not hit me but it's like i've i've done some things that i've had to be like nigga you wouldn't like you, you thought it was cool like in and out i'm oh, sorry can you hear me now yeah i don't can know you if you're moving or if you're that um... is yeah no it's an old ass headpiece um but it's okay. uh it's been like you know um you've done some things that were wrong and while you've definitely changed that i'm always like the cancel culture i think that we've we we don't give people sometimes the benefit of the doubt to to change their ways and to, change yeah. and, and, and to, 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 to get better and to progress. Um, I think that it's, 
what's a part of the is a part of what's happening now is like all right we're gonna react and we're gonna just throw you to the wolves but it's like nigga like motherfuckers change like if you look at they do but we uh-huh. have to have a society that facilitates the change, right. that holds the actions accountable and says this shit is not cool. So I feel like it's a balance, right? Because if you was doing some shit just like yesterday and mm-hmm. niggas is talking about, oh, let him change, give him the opportunity to change, like mm-hmm. when? Like, first of all, they have to be accountable. Like, say, for instance, with the um, the Nate Parker shit, uh, when he came out with Birth of a Nation. I didn't and go see it, and I was. Really I didn't conflicted. go see it either. I was hella conflicted. I, I was hella, I I was still in Oakland. I was about to come to Mac and go see it, and then I was like, "Fuck that shit." And so, but what it came down to is, he didn't handle it right. If right. he would have came out and said, "Hey, when I was in college, you know, I disrespected women, I drunk alcohol, and you know, yeah. I I I participated irresponsibly, and that's something I would never do now." Yeah. That I don't respect now. I have a wife and I have daughters now. If he would have said that, that could have shifted the narrative for hella people. It's yeah. the accountability aspect of it. If you like, I don't want to talk about that. That didn't really happen. She was lying, or that was ten years ago. Like if you've yeah. never come out and take and taken accountability, like you're taking accountability for what you've done, the issues that you still have. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, when I counsel people. I don't counsel people on the first offense. I counsel because we already had this fucking conversation. Right. Or, or for somebody I know personally. And if it's somebody I don't know personally, like, Mr. R. Kelly, you've been, you've been fucking young bitches since time immemorial. You're canceled. I can't do you no more. So I do feel like there's a balance between counseling people and letting people have the yeah. room to improve. And also... If you take the time to work and work and heal yourself, your action is going to show that your action is going to show that you're that you're doing that work. Right, right, right. And some right. people are going to recognize that. Yeah, and you know it's not easy, and that and that's not for like any kudos or anything because it's something that we should be doing, but it's definitely not easy. Like it's definitely being like, bro, like it's a, for us, for anybody, whatever you do in life, for anybody, whatever they do to address themselves and be honest with, uh, to be honest about any faults they have, that's incredibly, that's incredibly hard. It's it's hard yeah. to, to address that, but once you do it, you're so much stronger. You getting tired, baby? I'm about to get you this. Yeah, we gonna, yeah, we gonna get you soon. Sorry about that. Um, it, uh, All good, I got three of those, so <laughs> good. It, um, it definitely, uh, it's hard, but you have to, you have to be open. You got, you have to be open and honest with yourself. And that's yeah. what it took for me. Thank you. Thank you, son. And that's what it took time for was it took me, it, it took me to be honest with myself and say, all right, Leon, this is what you've done wrong. This is what um, can affect others. And also it's a, um, having, working with youth. I mean, honestly, like working with youth and it's fucked up because you see youth get put into like really bad situations and or they, you know, take the wrong decisions and it allows you to reflect on your life, but also try and push them to no longer make the mistakes that you could have had or they already did make. Yeah, I definitely see that working, working with youth and our community definitely just put like the mirror and the reflection in front of you. 
One thing that I want to talk to you about, we talked a little bit offline about, Mm -hmm. and you talk about it online a lot lately about how we grown now, like seek therapy, seek counseling, seek healing. And what did it take for you as a black man from Oakland to be like, you know what? I need to do this. It's a few things. I've had a whole trauma in my life, but the thing that has um, been the most, the most traumatic things is that when my mother passed, I'm the one that found it. So um, that's something that you don't forget. And um, I appreciate it. My father passed, my sister and I kind of, well, my sister found him and I came upstairs after that. Um, These are things that, these are things that stick with you. And um, I've had horrible ways of coping. I've uh, pushed my family away. I pushed my son away for a while, you know, and um, that's a very destructive thing. And um, you have to, mental health's hella real. Like I lost like eight people from September to this, or like August, June, no July, from July last year to December. You know what I'm saying? I lost three people damn near consecutively in December alone. Yeah. You know, and um, it got to the point, you know, I wasn't having the best relationship with my family at the time as well. And um, it just got to the point where I was like, all right, we need to do this. Like, I need to do this. I need this. Like, I'm depressed. You know what I'm saying? I've been depressed. Yeah. The past four years have been wrapped in depression. So um, when you are... You know what I'm saying? When you're drinking too much, no matter what you're doing, when you're doing things in excess that are harmful, you got to realize that you got to stop and that you got to get that help and that you got to, you know, you have to, you got to build. I was working, my son was born, I took off maybe 12 hours and I was back at work. Yeah. Those are things that, that's still traumatic. Like I was there, watched my son be born and then had to work. I worked so much the first year and a half of his life, barely even seen him. He barely even knew who I was. So yeah. all those things add into it, but like the death of my parents, uh, especially my mother, um, has definitely been something that um, I realized has opened up a lot of different um, wounds that I didn't know was there. Yeah. And so it's um, I'm just confronting it to be better for him, you know. Um, yeah, and also that's him, beautiful. Like, it's all that shit. And we we got black boys and girls, you know, and we got to make sure that people understand. Like therapy is. It's not always gonna be great, you know what I'm saying? There'd be days that I leave out like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I be leaving out like my That's therapist. Real. She be hitting me. She be she be she be throwing uppercuts and haymakers and you know on some real like emotional healing shit. And sometimes yeah. your healing is going deeper inside the cut, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 a mama's boy, you know what I'm saying? So like that me going to a therapist has also allowed me to realize how I can be taken advantage of my son's mother and like trying to treat her as another mother. You know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. you have all these things, you have things that deal with your friends. How, do, how are your friendships? How do you treat your friends? How do you? Yeah. Come on, cuz. <clears throat> be easy, bro. Um, it, it allows you to really, I mean, again, it's about being honest. And this is my third go around. I've like talked to other people. But this lady I've been at, I've been with her, uh, it's been two months now officially. And it's yeah. a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And that's what, you know, it makes a lot of people not want to do that shit. But it's yeah. fucking worth it. It's mm-hmm. worth it. Like, I can sit here and tell you, you, you. You know, we always say you spend money on Man. some J's. You spend money 
yeah. on a concert, you spend money on whatever, like if you make your mental health a priority. And there's like a um there's like a directory with like um black mental health providers that have like yeah. sliding scale kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And that's there's what I went options. through. I went yeah. through but I found I found this lady and I just been hella happy with her. Like yeah. I really just been like I feel comfortable. I told her I was like I ain't never open like she know everything about my life. She know my demons. She know everything. The things that I ain't even told my closest partners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all go together now. Y'all go. I told her. I told her. I said <laughs> the first the first month, the first month of uh of therapy is the dating process. You have mm. to know if this person works for you. Yeah. You gotta know if this that's important. Uh, if this person fits for you and that's like that's together. like church. That's like the mosque. We're gonna bring. I'm gonna bring Sid on in a bit. And I thank you so much just for being transparent and open about that. One thing I've been saying is that, like, my platform is for women mainly because I think men are the responsibility of men. I can say all day that black men are hurting, black men are hurting, black women. So I'm blue in the face and men may not listen to me except for my few brothers that are trying to be allies and trying to be in tune. But soon yeah. as Zinaz open his mouth and say, you niggas need to go to therapy, you niggas need to heal, y'all need to treat these women better, y'all need to pay more attention to y'all children, that changes the whole culture. You we know got, you know. It's, I'm ahead. sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Sorry about that. No, I'm just saying that when, when men say it, men mm-hmm. listen, period. Just like when white people start talking to other white people about the things that they're doing in the world wrong, yeah. they listen differently because it's they people. And when you're in a position of power, even, you know, black men are in a peculiar situation because y'all find yourself in a position of power and in a position of oppression at the same time. But in terms of moving the needle forward, you know, amongst us, soon as y'all say what y'all morals and y'all values are, that shifts the culture. You know, it's, um, it's, again, I talm talking about me being a mama's boy, but, Mm -hmm. um, and I follow like a lot of like really dope ass women, like on Twitter and on Facebook and everything like that. And um, something that comes up when we talk about like uh, domestic violence, just all these different things, even like when women, like just violence period and, um, uh, uh, and, and sexual assault and shit. And everybody mm-hmm. I've been seeing recently, and one of the things that was taught to me that I didn't realize I was perpetuating was like, start teaching these young men not to be rapists, right? So the flip side of that is Listen. start teaching. We can't rely on women to just be the ones that tell young men to, or men period, to get therapy. We can't be, we can't rely yeah, no. on women. Cause, women cause can't do everything. Cause y'all don't listen to us. But it's not, just that. it's not, it's not just that, it, it, it is that, but it's also, it's in addition to, um, you need those testimonies and we need to know that. Yeah. We need, that we need to rely on each other when they talk about, can't, no, can't nobody raise no boy except their father. It's the same thing, like, as yeah. a man, I gotta tell another man, like, bruh, Go to therapy, like it's, it's it's this dope ass, and I've been meaning to go back to the dope. If you got Kaiser every Tuesday from at six thirty p.m., they have an all black men's group. Oh, uh, he dropping bombs, y'all. And it's hella dope. Like it's dope. Uh, I I ran into some homies in there, or whatever, but it's confidential. Like you, the people that you were in there with is the people that you were in there with. What goes what goes on in there stays up in there, you know. And it's amazing. It's a, it's amazing to be in that fellowship, but it's therapy. You know what I mean? It's group. Yeah. therapy and for for men black men and black people in general it's traumatic just being here you know what i'm saying man. oakland is traumatic being here it's traumatic being a black man in oakland it's traumatic being a man 
trying to raise a, a black child in Oakland. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. it's trauma just, it's trauma alone just being from Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was almost shot in the head when I was four years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, my neighbor fucking was playing with a gun and pointed at me and I moved right before he pulled the trigger. I don't like mm -hmm. guns. I'm definitely yeah. afraid of guns. You know what I'm saying? So, like, these are all things that, like, we done had traumas. You know what I'm saying? I've been fortunate not to see nobody get shot, but I got so many yeah. friends that have been killed. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, we all have by proxy somebody that's died. Even if you don't know them, like, that's my best friend. By proxy, your partner hurting, so you hurt. You know, or your, your auntie hurting, so you hurting. Or your students hurting, so you hurting. Yeah. Educators for sure need therapy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's self-care. So you taking on somebody, you taking on everybody else's shit. Mm -hmm. On top of yours. You know what I'm saying? You got motherfuckers that's going to work teaching these kids that ain't teachers, but they teachers, they, they teachers and mm -hmm. they homeless. They can't figure out what about to live. Where they going the next day? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, at first, I used to be like, Charlemagne was tripping. I used to say that until I went. And I was like, this shit makes sense. That's why he hollering that. That's why. That's why he's talking about that. That's why he's saying that. Because yeah. it really... I sleep so much better now. I go to sleep at night, and I wake up. So the people want to know. The people want to know who's this dope therapist. They want to plug. Know. He's a bald head brother. Oh, my therapist? Nah, I can't get on my therapist. Hey, I was oh, you wanted to shit. keep her to yourself? Oops, How you gonna man. keep your healing to yourself? Man, you know sometimes you gotta <laughs> you gotta get with it that way. But now she's um she's hella dope. So yeah, so her name is um Felana Randall. It's F-E-L-L-A-N-A-R-A-N-D-A-L-L. -A -A -L -L. Um, and she's part of the Dr. Vernita Marsh and Associates. Okay. She don't, she don't take insurance. So, you know what I'm saying? You will be paying out of pocket. Uh, she also has a women's group. She has a women's group as well. Hashay. You know, and it's for... That's uh, awesome. Yeah. No, like I'm, 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 I'm right, and, and I made it very clear when I went into it, like... I'm only dealing with a black person. When I called that place, I was like, do y'all got somebody black? Like, I want somebody black. You know what I'm saying? Like, ha not, I, not, not I want, I have to have. There's no other way it's going to happen yeah. unless they are black. And, um, yeah, now she's dope. She's mm -hmm. dope as hell. She's dope as hell. Yeah, they pricey. Uh, I see you, Brianna. They're hella pricey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I paid more than a car. No, the mom was going to buy a car. And my son's mom was like, what you want to do? You want to invest your mental health? Or you want to invest in a car? Which one more important to you at this that moment? That part. I mean, you know, and that's another thing. Have a strong. I mean, black you know, people. sometimes black folks don't have the option to like do both. Sometimes well, we don't Sankofa, have the to do both. We got Sankofa is another one. Prioritize. Mm-hmm. Sankofa takes a sliding scale, you know, and um, I wanted okay. to go there, but this lady, she got me hooked. She got me hooked. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She might as well. She might as well be my lady. The way she, the way I'd be looking forward to go talk to her. <laughs> <You know? laughs> What's up, boo? Um, well, I'm going to uh, transition this out so we can bring Sid on. Thank, thank you, you thank so you much. Me. I've been meaning to do uh, a recap of the talk. And so I'm going to post kind of like a bullet point uh, recap um, sometime next week. And I want to be able to post some of the resources and some other resources okay. for mental health. Okay. Uh, and so I post that thing for the, the Kaiser. Options. For sure. So what? I'll po I'll post uh I'll post the Kaiser information in the comments once it posts onto your thing so people can see it. Okay. Well thank you so much. I appreciate no, thank you. Thank you. 
Appreciate you, you, black man. Y'all enjoy, and uh, I appreciate and love and 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 need strong black women in my life. I'm lucky to have them, you know. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right. Peace. Woo! Are y'all feeling the vibes? I mean, first of all, you know black women get all in their feelings when black men get in their feelings. We be like, baby, I feel you, baby. Um, thank you so much, uh, Leon, for being that open and real. Um, about to bring on Sid Howard in a sec. Uh, Sid is is my brother, you know, in Oakland is really not um, six degrees of separation, it's like four degrees of separation. And me, I met Sid probably when I was like 16, and he has a way with human beings, with animals, his spirit is real in touch and in tune. And so he was like, I want to talk, uh, you know, I want to talk about this subject too. And I was like, you know, the people need to hear what the brothers got to say. So I'm going to send you an invite, Sid, um, and bring you on. Do-do-do. What's up, Mr. Howard? What's up, sis? How you Can doing? You see, you see me? I do. I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good. I miss you. I miss you too, sis. That's what's up. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for joining. I don't know me how today. I don't know how I'm gonna touch touch up after that what Leon <laughs> said, man. He done said it all, man. Man, <laughs> I mean, is there anything that he said that that moved you? Man, everything from the beginning all the way to the end. Like he, I was going back in memory lane as he was talking. You know, mm-hmm. just um, just far as the experience of being, you know, be, being just having an abusive mentality towards women, uh, especially to me without even realizing it. You know, being raised in it. Yeah. But I remember just. I mean, I wasn't always like a. Uh, uh, I wasn't always disrespectful towards women, but I did used to lie to women. I was like. I used to want to uh, uh, compete with other men. Yeah. Like, we wanted to see who can get the uh, who can get the prettiest girl or who can have the, the most girls or whatever. You know, we just wanted to. It was like a male competition, which was right. Cool, you know what I'm saying? So you get in women for the sake of impressing other men. Yeah, yeah, in the sake of other men. Everything that we do with women is really that's the for bros the over hoes, fuck boy. Because you know I classify yeah, yeah. these. It's a bros over hoes, fuck boy. To me, bros over hoes is like, you know, money over bitches, bros over hoes. It's like uh, a theme that kind of permeates society, really. And that's how men operate, where they're not really thinking about the collateral damage of what they do to women. They just want to look good to the bros. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, just being posted up, you know, on on the street corner, on High Street every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm out there with like 10, 15 dudes and Every, I'm telling you, every female that walked past, we like dogs. We own her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. First person get her. First person get the number. You the man. Even if she ain't even trying to fuck with us, we like, hey, 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 hey. You know, just like dogs. You know what I'm saying? But to us, that was a game, and it was normal to us. We're not thinking about the psychological damage, you know what I'm saying, that we send yeah. this girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, And on the flip side, being a woman experiencing that, just having to... One, to normalize it, knowing that that's going to happen to you when you walk out the house. And two, to kind of have to dead, like, the fear around it. 
Because there's some instances where you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm popping. People, you know, want to holler at me. And there's other instances where it's like, oh, it's 15 dudes. Like, I don't know what could happen. Let me cross the street. So just even, you know, having us experience that. And when I was listening to him talk, you have you have two daughters now, right? Yeah, I got two, two, two baby girls. Two baby girls. So he was talking mm-hmm. about how his son changed some things for him. Not His son wasn't the first killer because working with youth, and you've also worked with youth over mm-hmm. the years, what what happened in your did 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 your did having your daughter shift anything in terms of how you perceive women? Yeah, they did, but I will say the process started when I met Isha B and Dorika. Mm-hmm. When I met them, I remember my first time going through the sexism workshop at Camp Bikili, two thousand and two. I had okay. built this relationship with them. You know, I wasn't fucking with nobody when I first got to camp. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. Shit. You know what I'm and saying? So, like, okay, they all so, singing Kumbaya. Like, I, I wasn't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? So, but some people may Marika, not know what Camp Akili is. So, this tell them oh, real okay. quick what Camp Akili is. Camp, Camp Akili is an um, organization. It's a uh, camp, a, a summer camp that we have for young black youth, troubled youth, kids from the suburbs, wherever, where we all learn about African heritage. It's basically a self-awareness camp where we learn about sexism, racism, internalized oppression, just everything. Stuff that we didn't that we never thought about. You know, yeah. so, you know, in the beginning of it, when you first walk into a place like that, and I, I came from high street, you know what I'm saying? Right. To be honest with you, when I came there, we was funking. We was funking in the streets when I was 18, I was 17 years old. We had problems with some other cats. I'm looking at everybody else thinking like, man, what if my enemies Like, here? where you, know are you from? Like, yeah, I got all type of shit going on through my head. I wasn't thinking about nothing positive. I'm just, I got tricked to go there. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that's what it was. So my sister and my mom uh-huh. lied to me. They told me it was going to be like a, um, like a, oh, you going fishing? You know, it's going to be girls there. It's going to be fun. You it about was to go have girls fun. there, but it was some other yeah, kind well, of but shit. It was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was not what I thought it was. I'm thinking I'm about to go have some fun. You know, it's town business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, that's what I was thinking. I had my little short dress. I'm, I'm hyphy. You know what I'm I remember saying? that. They was red at you the know? tips, wasn't they? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was mm-hmm. my Mac Dre face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it. that. I find it well. But, I know that like having a strong, like strong black women that helps shift the narrative for you. But I wanted to get to the point where what what woke it up because they okay they they made me feel very powerful just throughout the whole process. They loved me, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I they 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 talked to me and treated me the way I have never been treated before. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Especially coming from a neighborhood where everybody was for themselves. And when sexism day came, yeah, so I'm like, oh, everything is all good, you know. I see, I see women crying. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, now it's like the whole energy changed. I'm like, what's going? Like, I had no idea, you know, what what was going on. Yeah. And I think I said, I said some sexist shit. You know what I'm saying? That out of defense because I was right. scared. It's natural. You know I saying? mean, it's yeah, been yeah, programmed yeah. at this point. And man, Dorica and Isha B let me have it. I ain't gonna mm. never forget that. Out of love, though. They let, yeah, out of love, though, out of love, though, but they let me have it. I, I put my head down, just put it that way, you know what I'm mm. saying? It, but, but, but I needed that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I, I literally had, had to open my eyes to see why did they get at me like that. Yeah. Like, I thought it was all love, but what did I say? Then, since then, that's when the process started, you know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Even as far as racism and sexism, I learned about all of that right there at that camp. But a lot yeah. of brothers don't have the have the um, opportunity. Have to that luxury. Like that's that, a luxury. You know 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I came back to High Street, you know, things look different. Now, you know, me being a realist, I got to keep it 1,000 all the time. Yeah. So in my goal, go to this camp and learn this real shit and go home and be on some fake shit and act like I ain't never learned nothing and go back to the way I was. So yeah. I was battling myself like, damn, you know, I did learn this. Now I'm starting to see shit that's going on. And, you I know, still, just having the experience, yeah. it, it was hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. I it's hard because everybody else change, is not on you know that shit. No, because yeah, everybody yeah. else is still on that shit. And, and you've been like, on oh, that shit. What the fuck's wrong with it? He done turned into an African. Like, like that was an insult <laughs> or something. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was being looked at different. You know what I'm saying? So, I had to go through my own self finding who I was, you know what I'm saying, in order to be able to make these thoughts. Yeah. Uh, uh, to sort of think for, my, to think for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really love women. I really love black women. I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. am and, I, am I and showing his fiance it? is watching right now, y'all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She watching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, she put some hearts on there for you. That's what's up. But yeah, uh, but yeah, though. I mean, I mean, like, I just know that. Um, Sexism, to me, what I what I realize is it's, it's a very similar to racism. You know what I'm saying? And I can't be no bigot. You know what I'm saying? And be like, it's a lot of men out there that be like, fuck all that shit, man. We run this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we got the, the bigots out there who support Trump and this and that. Like, like some male. It's very bigots. similar. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. We got some male bigots. You know. What Sometimes saying? So, I tell people like, on certain days I wake up like sexism feels deeper to me than racism. Because when I got to deal with black men or worry about black men, like, like harming my sisters or harming my daughter, and I got to worry about the white world, like, or when I see how white men also treat white women, I'm like, this shit is deep. And, you know, I feel like I know that black women want to ride for black men, you know, and sometimes we ride for the wrong shit. Sometimes we internalize that toxicity, and sometimes we be belittle black men. Sometimes we tear y'all down. You know, sometimes we give y'all the nah, business. No, nah, but y'all don't do that. Because that, that just that just like that just like trying to say reverse racism. No, that's it. Ain't no reverse when it comes to that. No, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's yeah, reverse yeah. sexism because the power still lies over there. But yeah, I'm yeah, saying right. I'm saying that we in turn also inflict pain upon y'all because of the pain that's inflicted upon us. And if we have more solidarity, if we have more allies, if we have more loving relationships, then I just feel like we, we could just let, we could be more vulnerable. We could be more feminine in a positive way. But it's really hard when, you know, you always feel like, you know, black men may be against you. And I, and I can't imagine, you know what I'm saying, y'all thinking like that, like, damn, you know, uh, I'm learning every day, so it's like I'm, I'm steady watching people like you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm watching everything. I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? It's like damn, it's a, it's it's so much shit out there. You know what I'm saying? There's no way that I'm gonna be able to learn in one day. It's it's an ongoing process. Yeah. And every day I'm I'm learning on different ways on how I can be a a, a better male role model. You know what I'm saying? Or just like you know not being afraid to check my brother, you know what I'm saying? Or that part. Just, Say that again. Yeah, One more time. Yeah. Run it back. Run, run it not, back. Not being afraid to check my brother. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you out of pocket. Mm-hmm. But, but we just got to, you know, <clears throat> we got to keep it all the way 100. If we go be realists, you know what I'm saying, we got to be real all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people hide behind, hide behind shit as an excuse. Like, oh, I was raised this way. But you, you may have been raised that way, but, like, now you know. You know what I'm saying? It's like the matrix, red pill, the blue pill. You know what I'm saying? Which one you go take? Yeah. Now that you know what's going on, what you gonna do about it? And that was my that was my thing, something that I had to learn personally. I I, I know it's a problem, you know. What I'm yeah. Saying? Now, am I gonna you know do something about it? Especially having now now, let's get back to today. Me having two daughters now, mm-hmm. and it's like you know I think God gave me two girls for a reason. You know this is all a part of the process. It's like I'm for sure go. I'm gonna uh, train my daughters. They go be. They go do everything I do. They go. They go train. They go learn how to shoot. They go learn how to, you know, hunt. They go learn how to do everything I do. You know what I'm saying? I take them out there. They catch snakes better than I do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's no limit. Snake you know, man in East no Oakland. Limit. Yeah, you feel me? Snake man. East snake girls in East Oakland. Right. <laughs> See, you are so special. I I've never met nobody like you. Oh, Straight up, I, I never have. And I and what I what I'm thinking about now is like, you know, Leon being intentional about how he's raising his son, and you being intentional about how you're raising your daughters in a community that's got intentionality around that. Like that generation is going to grow up with each other. You know, like my children are, you know, the youngest ones are four, the oldest one is ten. Like. If we if we get it right, you know, if we get it right, the, as right as we possibly can, because you know we're we're grown individuals, then it could really just shift the culture, and that's what I that's what I really want. I want people to take accountability for their own process in their healing. When I think about your daughters being able to um, grow up with, you know, his son and Ryan's son, Ryan's on here right now, like. It's a good look, but we got to keep pushing. We can't get, you know, we can't make good. You know, it's a, um, uh, Ella Baker talks about how when black people start to make good and they forget the work that has to be done. And so I feel like it's just a balance of doing all of that. Um, Ryan said process. these babies are going to be amazing grownups. And Maddie oh, said we're so tired. Is. Yeah, black women are tired. <laughs> Black women are tired though. <laughs> y'all don't y'all get got together, every right. To, y'all got every right to be, man. Like we, we don't put hell on y'all. You know what I'm saying? Just as far as the things that that I see every day, that I've seen every day, the things that we do as black men, man. Y'all deserve to have every feeling. You know what I'm saying? That y'all have. If we love y'all, we go do what we can to to uh, first we go ask for, for your forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? As black men, I apologize for myself and every other black man. Now, what are we going to do to, you know, to, to change the shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are we go, uh, you know, what, what, what changes are we going to make? You know what I'm saying? So that's just the way we got to look at it. Be that realist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're a realist. You're a realist. Well, I feel like you, both of you guys have already, like, offered some solutions. Like, first of all, y'all are, y'all have black families. So if you're doing your best to do good by your black family, that's one thing. If you're not afraid to check your other brothers out of love, that's another thing. If you're teaching youth what rape culture is and how they actually supposed to interact 
and that some of the values that they have are toxic as fuck, that's another thing. So if we, and if, and if we make it, and in terms of like the cliques that we run in, because you know, I mean, everywhere, every city is cliquish, but just talking about from a Bay Area, Oakland point of view, if the cliques that we run in, we make it like, we, we take care of our families around here. We don't condone this shit around here. Like, you know, we, we getting money, we getting status, but this is also, this also goes with the status. It like shifts and changes the culture where people who not fucking with it like that start to be the eyeball out. And not that they got to get canceled because Leon was talking about canceling people, but they understand, (laughs) (laughs) they understand what don't cut it, you know, what does not. We got to kill that culture. You know what I'm saying? We definitely Mm got to kill that culture. We got to start leading by examples. We got to change the game. You know what I'm saying? We got to literally be game changers. We got to not accept this shit. Like, every time somebody fuck up, we got to keep letting them have it. We got to let people know, you better not fuck up. You better not be next. You know what I'm saying? We got to let people not feel comfortable to be fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That just, that's, how, that's how we got to do it. We just got to keep being firm. Yeah. You know, that's why I appreciate you doing, you doing what you're doing, because you stay on people's asses. You got to stay on them, sis, for real. That's how, that's like, how you don't let shit slide. That's how we Hey, that's how you got to be. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta, we just got to change the game. If we love yeah. each other and we really, we really want to see a future, you know what I'm saying? We got to change the game straight up. You yeah. Know? Fuck all that bullshit. If you real, you real. Don't let this fake shit overshadow your realness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's put, you know, put that on a t-shirt. So Ryan asked, she said, I'm curious to know what the angst is about, is all about. And I think she means men against women. I mean, I know the systemic shit, but we going through it too. Black women are going through it too. But from a man's perspective, what's really going on in terms of the angst that men have against women? Like, hold on, explain it. Like, like men in general, like black men have against women. Yeah. Like, like, like angst. Like it, it seems like angst. It seems like animosity. It seems like hatred. No, it's just that women are to men. Women are looked at as objects, as property, and men don't want to give up that. That uh, pig, that that pigism. You know what I'm saying? They want to own everything. They don't want women to rise up, you know, and have power. They want shit to be like it's like a bigot. You know what I'm saying? To me, it, those are bigots. Yeah. Those are uh, male bigots. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just gotta realize, y- shit, y'all are not property. Y'all are human beings. Y'all are our counterparts. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, we 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 are supposed to be partners. We're not supposed to be uh, uh, daddy and daughter. You know, like. Y'all don't. Y'all are not beneath us. Daddy and daughter are mama and son. Like we ain't got time for none of that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we just gotta, you know, gotta hold it. I mean, I can't speak for those cats, but to me, those are J cats. Like you think that women are gotta be this, gotta be that. Those dudes are weird weirdos to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know what the what they're thinking, but as far as men who don't think like that, we gotta check them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like it's my job to check them. You know what I'm yeah, and just when you make that behavior unpopular, when it's when it's yeah. not what's popping it, and that's why just in terms of like taking into pop culture, that's why I fuck with kind of like the the newness of where like Jay Z and Diddy are transitioning into now. They like fifty five, yeah, yeah. so they're a little late in the game. You know, we in our thirties in terms of the glow up and changing our mind yeah. about shit. Um, the universe is changing. We watch it. We we being a part of it. Mm. So you feel like the it's a shift. The universe is going to clean itself. 
I believe the universe will go clean and stuff. Either you're going to be a part of it or you're not. Mm. If you don't be a part of it, you're going to get left behind. Hashay. Well, thank you so much. We, we've been uh, chatting holistically and, uh, and, and another <laughs> for thing, a minute. The universe is a woman. You know what I'm saying? I believe the universe is a woman. So that means I believe women are a reflection of God. So black women. That's what that's a personal belief. I just wanted to bring that put that out there. Thank you. We appreciate it's you. Always, it, and it's always the, the it's always the opposite. Like far as you know, black people being the, the bottom of the barrel, how shit is opposite now. It's always going it's always opposite in the world and the universe is fixing all of that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I feel. And I I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> I'm reading this comments, y'all are wildest. Uh, Dom said, ain't, I, I nobody, even looked at the, uh, ain't nobody waiting that long for people to get together. She's talking about Jay-Z finally getting his life together yeah. on the 444 <laughs> album. Like, you know why? That's because Beyonce left that ass. He was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> Psych, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thank you so Man, much, they got to get it together. Oh, uh, you're welcome, sis. I, I feel welcome. like they thank are. You. I appreciate you both, and thank you guys for chiming in. Thank um, you, sis. It's an slide, honor. In, slide in my DMs, you know, anybody, everybody that wants to be um, a guest. You know, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, one more thing. One more minute. thing. Yes. One more thing. All spring and summer long, I'm about to start taking hiking trips in the Oakland Hills, San Leandro, and Berkeley. And, you know, I'm a, I want to take black people to the forest. It's going to be very healing. I'm going to be catching animals for you. I'm going to take you to some of my spots, you know what I'm saying? And we're we going to chop it up about black politics, you know what I'm saying? Black people in the forest. That's you know? awesome. My family is going to be down, home. Let me know. My family's going to be home for the summer, and I would love for us to go on a hike. For sure, for You're sure. going to have to open sure. my mind because I'm a little, you know. No, no, y'all going to enjoy it. Trust me. Trust, ask wifey because I took her. She loved it. Like, she got addicted to it. You know, she was nervous at first, too. A bobcat ran past her leg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you but guys so much. She loved so it, much. though. She enjoyed the experience. So hit up Sid if you you want to go hiking this spring. Okay, black folks, we need to... These white people be up in the nature. They know how to navigate and shit. So yeah, we got to... why we can't do that? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we got to get Why we afraid of it. that? You know? Right. It's natural for us. That's right. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. Good night. Sid. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Please tune in.